I can hear it now. Uh, look, uh, Harmon, we're just not going to, uh, yeah. when, when, when your punch, when punch can hang himself to, uh, uh, j- j- just give him a rope. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And the Apostle Paul reminded us that the, the Lord made the day for us as an opportunity for us to rejoice. And the Apostle Paul said, and once again, I say rejoice. Yeah, the little imitation of Mitch McConnell there at the top of this uh, podcast, that's, that's my true assessment of what the party would be saying right now. See, what we're going to watch is we're going to watch the same cycle we've watched. I don't know how old you are. I've been watching politics since I was 16 years old. I'm in my mid-50s. And I've seen this cycle time and again, and so have you, that one party has enough power, that they do enough things, that enough people get upset, um, that there's a tension on it, and there's this pushback, and and people will say, political commentators will say that the, the American people desire balance. And so they will turn the party in power out of power and they'll, they'll go to the House and the Senate and, and put the party not in power and the White House in power there, that they're seeking balance. And yeah, I think that used to be true. And right now, we are so completely out of balance with the Republican Party that what a lot of us are seeking is anyone there who will show even a minor sign of being in the fight. So there's going to be a red wave. That red wave will have nothing to do with the Republican Party. It will have nothing to do with Mitch McConnell or anything Mitch McConnell has done or anything Kevin McCarthy has done. And they're fine with that. All right, when your opponents opponents commit suicide, uh, give more poison. They're they're fine with that. Why should they stick their necks out when they're about ready to be able to expand their business model? Their business model is tax cuts for folks. That's the business model. You know, honest businesses like, um, well, American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net their business models right up front. You go to AmericanFinancing.net, they'll give you a free mortgage review and none of their people there take commissions. They have no incentive to push you into a refinance that you don't need, but they can save you a thousand bucks a month. And that's that's real business. The, the business model of the Republican Party is hidden. It's It's absolutely hidden from people because they want the illusion of they're in the fight with us. They want people to believe that that they can't wait to get into battle for ideas with us. But that's not the case. And it's clearly so far out of calibration. Let me ask you these questions. You, in, in addition to fighting for the souls of our kids and the souls of our neighbors, that they would have ever eternal and lasting life um, in, in serviceship to the Lord Jesus, which is primary in my life. That's my primary concern. What level of fight do you think we should be having in the country? 
I mean, I know, I know for a fact there are people who listen to this program who say, oh, you want my honest answer? My honest answer is I think we should be in a state of war. That's my honest answer. My less, you know, but they won't say that publicly, but I know that that exists. And the party wants that to exist. The party loves that and they want more of it. And that's just a fact. They're pushing for that. There's others who would say we are in the waning days of our republic. And I understand that point of view as well. And the event on May 20th coming up, we're going to explore, will God rescue America? There's still tickets available. There won't be probably a week from now. Go to the toddhermershow.com slash events. And that's what we're going to talk about uh, May 20th in Bothell, Washington. So there's this radical mismatch. I would say the stakes are these. We're now going to have a war over whether the government gets to determine what is true or not. It doesn't get higher than that because truth is God's. Truth belongs to the Lord. It doesn't get higher on a temporal basis than that battle. We're in the battle for, is it okay for media companies to sexualize kids and to work with their partners in big pharma to get them shot up with wrong sex hormones the same way they got a generation of people hooked on cigarettes? It's the same, same approach by the same players using a similar form of evil. And this, these, these stakes are so incredibly high, but what is the Republican party selling? Someone tell me they don't sell to us. They let Biden's team, the people who run Joe Biden do their selling for them. And the sales pitch is, we're not them. But the, the, the disgust they feel for us, and I mean that, that the Republican Party leadership is disgusted by us, is part of this problem. Over the weekends, there was the swip spot, the spit swapping dinner between Hollywoods and the Mockingbird Media and the White House. And, and to me, this is part and parcel of this examination of this issue. Do we expect Republicans to sit by and just giggle and laugh and, and, and point? Or do we expect them to go to this event? If they were in the battle with us, they'd be turning their cameras on the press. If they were in the battle with us, they would be taking the talking points, the facts that we now know about the Hunter Biden laptop, they'd be taking that to this event. They would be confronting members of the Mockingbird media with this. They would wear, they would wear pins that said, Hunter's laptop is real. And, and, and a range of other things. If they were in this battle with us, they'd be at that event with a pen with Fauci's face on it saying psychopath. If they were in this battle with us, they would be saying, hey, um, are you going to ask anything about the nonviolent January 6th prisoners who are still in solitary confinement? Or are we still playing the game where, where they don't exist? They would be going to this event saying, hey, when you paid Kyle Rittenhouse that money, 
How'd that feel? But they're not in the battle. So instead, we're treated to absurdities like this. This is Jen Psaki filming a scene. That, guys, I can't adequately explain how filthy this is and how what a sign of sickness this is. Um, the press secretary for the figurehead acting out a scene with some, some, I'm assuming this guy's a comedian. I honestly, I have no idea who he is. But this is filmed on your property using the time of your government employee for the next few weeks because she's already announced she's going to go be at MSNBC and get a couple million bucks a year. Filming a scene on your property. And yes, Republicans have done this too. And that's my point. That's why I call it the party. What are you doing here? We figured, you know, people in the White House work long hours and maybe I take over the press briefing thing. Does that sound like a I good mean, idea? That sounds really good. Really? Are you ready? My hunch is this whole thing is just a walk in the park. Maybe I can write you some notes. War with Russia. Well. Bad. Keep it light, Jen. Yeah. Uh, CDC. Good. Really? Okay. They've been pissing me off. Economy. Strong. Is it? Iran. Diplomacy, good. Diplomacy, good. Yeah. What if I get asked about Kim and Pete? Uh, we love love around here, mm -hmm. so I think that's a safe place to be. Kim and Pete uh, put out some porn films of themselves. Mm. Hanging out in the White House. If the Republicans were in this battle with us, they'd have pictures of Kim and Pete's porn. And they'd bring still shots of the porn to the event and ask Joe Biden to sign it. Or ask Jen Psaki, hey, Jen, will you sign this pornographic picture of Kim and Pete having sex on film? Yeah, we'd like your signature on it. You're very proud of it. You invited them here. But see, this is the mismatch. Uh, when your opponent's making a, a serious mistake, you, 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 you just sit back and you let them make a mistake, Herman. That's, that's how, you know, why should we stick our neck out, say crazy things uh, when, when, when they're doing it for us? Because it matters. Because there's someone larger than you, Mitch. There's God Almighty who's larger than you. Now, this will be a campaign ad, but it proves my point. Not, not the Saki thing. It proves my point. We owe the GOP nothing except a reexamination of our relationship. We, the activists, particularly Christian conservative activists, should pledge to ourselves that we will never again have a seat where a Republican doesn't face a conservative challenger or, or 10. We should, we should, yes, I know. I just said last week in this race for Idaho governor, there's three conservatives running. I think one of them needs, I think two of them need to back out and take Brad Little down. But where there's cases where you have no conservatives, at least put one in the race. We have got to put the decision to these people and we've got to figure out a way how to deal with, with Kevin McCarthy. We'll get into that. 
This is the thing that they're going to turn into a campaign ad. It is at this this spit swapping event, the White House Correspondents' Dinner. And here's Joe Biden sitting there as Trevor Noah is making jokes at his expense. I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up. Ah, Biden kicks back. No, it really has been. He loves it. A tough first year for you, Mr. President. He's laughing and giggling and no, it's funny stuff. And they're going to take that and they're going to turn it into an ad. And I'm going to say to the Republican Party, now do one on Blackwater. Now do one on Fauci. Now do one on Bill Gates. Now do one on Moderna and Pharma and Pfizer. You could do the same thing. You can play the sound bites of the boss man of Pfizer admitting that these things don't stop injection or transmission or infection. You won't, but you could. Where's the ad you're going to run on the cop beating a woman to death, it appears, in the tunnel during Jan 6 and then, and then in an inhumane sense pulling her body out of there? Where are you going to do the ad? where the media pretended that a cop was, was, w- died as a result of the injuries at January 6th when it was, in fact, a stroke. It wasn't, his, his own mom said it was a stroke. When are you going to go that way? Oh, that's right. We can't do that because Mitch McConnell didn't want extra security. So we need to be going to Mitch McConnell. Every single time there's an opportunity, we activists have an opportunity to speak to Mitch. We need to say to Mitch, hey, Mitchell, why did you say no to extra security on January 6th? Did you want that to happen? Why did you join with your good friend Nancy Pelosi in in helping to cause that to happen? Hey, Mitch, are you concerned that the FBI may have instigated any of that? Because, Mitch, they instigated the Russia lie. Why would they not instigate this? They instigated the supposed kidnapping in Michigan. Why would they not instigate this? Are you concerned about this, Mitchell? What about you, Kev? Are you concerned? Yeah, I'm talking to Kevin McCarthy. I'm talking to my state party chair. They will keep this stuff on the fringes as long as they can, and it doesn't belong in the fringes because the the questions are reasonable questions given what we have observed about the FBI and about the deep state. Perfectly reasonable questions. In fact, I regard them as important questions for state party chairs, Republican party chairs. If you're at an event with a Republican party chair and you have an opportunity to ask a question, I suggest that you raise your hand and you say, yes. How concerned are you about the FBI's role in January 6th since we know they had 12 operatives there? Do you think they may have helped instigate some of this? They certainly knew it was coming. Do you think they had a a legal uh, imperative to stop that? If you get a deer in the headlights answer, you get a deferment, you get a distraction, you get a, a someone uncomfortable with that question, you know that person's not with us in the battle. Now, if you get someone who comes back and says, hey, you know what? I disagree. I know there were FBI agents there, and I think that they were there to catch bad guys. So I disagree with that. In terms of opening the door, the Capitol, you need to talk to the Capitol Hill Police. I've tried to get answers. I can show you my office. I've sought answers on that. I am concerned about that. But no, I don't think for a second that our FBI did that. At least you're getting someone who's going to fight for their opinion. But that's not what you're going to get. You'll get like what my friend Julie Barrett, who's going to be at our event coming up, got. Julie is a relatively new activist um, in, in Republican politics. But her group has grown enormously because Julie knows how to grow groups. 
So she had some criticism of Republicans placating Democrats in this case, agreeing to use taxpayer money to pay for empty seats in schools, a payoff to the unions. She criticized that. And a, and a woman who is an activist in the Republican Party, but works for the party, a party official, wrote Julia note saying, don't criticize Republicans. What are you doing? Don't, don't, don't flog Republicans. And Julie didn't flog anybody. That's the party. You're criticizing us? What are you doing? You're a Republican. No, Julie's not. She's a conservative. So what else can we do? Get rid of your Republican registration. Unregister from the Republican Party. Hear me, I'm not telling you to go vote Democrat. God forbid, I'm not gonna. I can't imagine that there's a Democrat for whom I would vote. But get out of any connection to the Republican Party. Make them earn your registration. Don't let them count on you. Be an independent. Now, in cases like in Washington State, the separate country of Washington, they've tried time and again to make it illegal for you to vote in a primary unless you're a member of their party. That's so problematic. Here's why. They use government resources to run those elections. The Secretary of State is a government employee. They use government resources to print the ballots. They use government resources to count the ballots. So they don't get to say, oh, well, you don't get to vote for Republicans unless you're Republican, unless you're registered with us from a constitutional basis. And we should be suing on that. All primaries should be open. Is that going to encourage cheating? Yes. The consequence, the opposite of that is the Republican Party gets to say, nope, you have to join our private group in order to use your tax dollars to vote for us. This is about changing our relationship with these people. This is about shifting the power to remind them of, hey, we're not even registered with you. And we're not going to get registered with you until you get into the battle. And then you know about my litmus test religiously, and we can talk about that. See, this is how far the drift is going. Then I want to get to this Kevin McCarthy audio, where McCarthy is a one of the key problems back there. McCarthy sells to his members his money. Because of his position in the house, he raises a ton of money because companies buy Kevin McCarthy. So they purchase Kevin McCarthy, they purchase his people, they purchase his office, they purchase his attention, they purchase his votes, and he gets to work with his dear, dear friend, Nancy Pelosi, and his dear, dear friend, Liz Cheney, in deciding what bills come up to vote or even see the light of day. Kevin McCarthy gets to do that. That's part of the swindle. So inside Washington, D.C., to other professional Republicans, Kevin McCarthy sells his money. Johnny Boehner did the same exact thing. Mitchell McConnell does the same exact thing. The fundraising goes through them. They control the House Republican Congressional Committee. That's McCarthy's scam and swindle. Mitchell McConnell controls the Republican Senate Committee. That is his job as National Republican Senate Committee, NRC, whose job is to reelect all Republicans who play Mitchell's game. That's what they sell. Here's what we sell. No. Here's what we sell. We're going to bug you. We're going to get more obnoxious. 
If you ever get the stones, Mitch McConnell, to ever have a town hall, we're coming. And we're going to ask you time and again, Mitchell, why did you say no to extra security on Jan 6? Mitchell, why did you stall President Trump's wall? Why did you do that? Mitchell, you said that Joe Biden's a good man. Is he still a good man? Mitchell, is Nancy Pelosi a moral human being? Mitchell, are there laws that have been passed in this country that are in a direct and complete affront to God Almighty that may have caused God to turn his back on us? Yes or no, Mitchell? It is our job to change a relationship with this organization, these private groups, these men's groups, these women's groups <clears throat> that think that they have us owned. We owe them nothing. The red wave coming has nothing to do with them. It has to do with moms and dads. And MSNBC is attacking moms and dads. No, moms. You've got to hear this piece from MSNBC. You think I'm kidding? No, no, no. MSNBC is saying that the right-wing extremists are recruiting moms <laughs> at yoga events. That's what they're saying. It's, it's the, the new hothouse of terrorism is yoga events. On the topic of events, we are now... Golly, are we really 18 days away? We are from our events in Little uh, Little Babylon, which is Bothell, Washington. And everything around Seattle is Little Babylon, by the way. I'm not, I'm not picking on Bothell. May 20th, this is 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. is the show, live event. I'm going to give a speech around the topic of will God rescue America? My friend Julie, I mentioned, is going to do the same thing. Zach Abraham is with us on Fridays is going to be there. This is a chance to go get together with the podcast family. You're going to meet people. You've heard their letters on the show. You may have heard them interviewed on the show. They're going to be fellow listeners. 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. is the show. From 8.30 to 9, we're going to visit. I may decide to premiere the Todd Herman Show t-shirts there, but I just find that so egotistical. I'm having trouble pulling the trigger on that, but I have to make a decision today. Now, you can still get tickets to this. They're only 20 bucks. They're at the ToddHermanShow.com slash events. These events, and I've been doing events like this for a decade. I've never once seen one not sell out. And it always happens that people come on the last night or they come that day and they hope that there's a will call or not a will call, but that there's walk-up tickets. I've never seen it work. I beg you, if you want to go to this, make the decision now because it breaks my heart to tell people, no, you can't get in. Tickets are at the ToddHermanShow.com slash events. It's the ToddHermanShow.com slash events. So this is Kevin McCarthy. And uh, Kevin, Kevin was asked, and we talked about this last week, the, the, the Mockingbird media was saying that McCarthy went and told Trump to resign, that he walked in and demanded that Trump resign. That's not what happened. But what McCarthy said to his dear, dear friend, Liz Cheney, who is his dear friend, and Liz Cheney hates us because we're not Dick Cheney. She hates us because we're not of the beltway. She hates us because we question the FBI. She hates us because we question the CDC. She hates us because we question the FDA. She hates us because we don't think they're running the country properly. She hates us because we know that the actual debt in the country is $300 trillion. She hates us because we know what Blackwater is doing. Uh, BlackRock, pardon me. We know what BlackRock is doing because we know what Vanguard is doing. Because we understand why Gates and Buffett want to corner the market on air and water. Because we understand the dichotomy, the contrast and compare response between what the Communist Party of China is doing to the Uyghurs, 
which is ethnic cleansing and what Russia is doing to Ukraine, we are tracking the different responses. We see that we're going to be hundreds of billions of dollars of debt into Ukraine, whereas we can't get these people to talk about communist China and what they're doing there. So she hates these facts about us. She hates that we observe a purposely open border. She hates that we observe a purposely porous election. She hates that we observe that with the simplest steps, five steps, we could secure elections. She hates that we even bring up the topic of election integrity and Kevin McCarthy is a dear dear friend of hers loves lived Cheney they talk on the phone and apparently Liz likes to record people's phone calls there you go so McCarthy apparently didn't go running to Trump to say to resign but he definitely said I'm going to talk to him about it I'm going to talk to him I'm going to call him I'm going to talk to him about it Tucker Carlson is back on this on this um this Kevin McCarthy thing he talked to Matt Gates because Gates had this uh this belief that certain shiny-shoed Republicans would see January 6th as an opportunity. From uh, Tucker's show, Bill Milgan went and talked to Kevin McCarthy in what looks like sort of a surprise interview. You're on a call with House Republican leadership, and you heard on that audio saying that you've, quote, had enough with President Trump and that you would tell him to his face, it would be your belief that he should resign. Do you still stand by those comments? Look, I never told the president to resign. It was a conversation that we had about scenarios going forward. And regarding that audio tape, you had said the New York Times reporting on it was, quote, false and wrong. Then the tape came out. Did you lie? No, because what was brought to me is said that I called the president to say that um, that uh, to resign. I never called the president to say resign. Tucker pointed the same thing out. But in the video, you can see Kevin McCarthy's hands are flying all over the place. And the neurolinguistic programming says, oh, wait, no, stop that. No, get that away from me. No, let me parry this blow with my hand. It's, it's classic NLP, you know, panic response. So that's McCarthy's statement. Matt Gates had said very early on, on Tucker's show, right after January 6th, he said that he was concerned that people in the Republican Party would view this stuff as an opportunity. Now, remember this. The mantra of the Republican Party is when your opponent is committing suicide, give them more rope. Don't don't get in the way of someone starting to burn themselves to death if they're your opponent. But track what they did on Jan 6th. Track how they're treating it now. Track that they have no, no concern about these leftists and party members trying to strike Republicans from the ballot because of things they said about January 6th. Notice the House Republican Congressional Committee is not there to back up Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gates. Notice they don't want them there because they don't want our seat at the table. And look, I don't have to think Marjorie Taylor Greene always has it together. I don't have to think that Matt Gates is a genius. I don't live in their district. Now, I happen to think that Gates is smart and I happen to think that Marjorie Taylor Greene does some very good things. I don't live in their district. What I know is that conservatives in their district voted them in because they're getting representation from them that Mitchell McConnell and Kevin McCarthy will not provide. And that is calling out the blatant lies and thou shalt not lie. And they're calling out the lies. That's the big problem that Kevin and Mitchell have. They like the secrets. 
They like the business model of selling to us. Uh, just get some uh, conservative constitution judges. Uh, we just have consistent uh, overreach from uh, uh, from, uh, from, uh, from from federal government. We're gonna put uh, constitutional uh, constructors, uh, conservative judges on on the Supreme Court. They love selling us that. They love McCarthy. Loves selling us that they're coming for your guns. But it's just a sales job. That's all it is. So Gates thought that they might use this as an opportunity. Well, there has secretly been an anti-Trump caucus within the Republican Party in Washington for a while. And I'm uh, yes. concerned that folks like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and others might view this as an opportunity. And they did. And they do. And they're not standing in the way. So, again, what do we do? We change our relationship with them. Anytime you have an opportunity to be around the shiny shoe Republican, say to them, do you uh, tell me about Marjorie Taylor Greene? Tell me about Matt Gates. Ask it as an open ended question. Make and they're going to defer. They're going to dissociate. They're going to, oh, I don't comment. We're not to comment on other House members. They're going to do all of these, all of that. An honest person, if they don't like Matt Gates, would look you in the eye and say, I think he's a disgrace. Which case you have the information. A dishonest person is not going to answer. A scared, party-loving person is not going to answer. Anytime we have an opportunity to interact with them, which is less and less and less, and they like it this way. So we observe, are they backing up Marjorie Taylor Greene? Are they backing up a Matt Gates? Are they saying, no, we're not going to have Republicans removed from the ballot because they said something about January 6th? No, speech is not violence. Steve Scalise from Louisiana gets involved in this mess because some people tweet some things he doesn't like. We'll get to that in a second. McCarthy and Scalise, they're talking with deep concern about what's going on in the country and, and talking about this concern about voter integrity and, and January 6th. The other thing I want to bring up, and I'm making some phone calls to some members. Um, I just I just got something sent now about Newsmax, something Matt Gates said, where he's calling people's names out, saying an anti-Trump in this type of uh, atmosphere, um, and some of the other places. This is this is serious stuff people are doing that has to stop. Okay, wait, I, what did Gates say? I, yeah, McCarthy and some other woman. McCarthy says, or Scalise, that it's potentially illegal to call someone an anti-Trumper. It's potentially illegal for a congressman to call someone an anti-Trumper. I'll explain why this dynamic feels the way it does to me. See, this is another portion of DC life that I think that that is just not talked about enough. And that is the, the fact that they know exactly what they're doing, but they just don't want to do it in front of us. It's like parents enjoying a night of romance and they don't want the kids to watch. 
exactly what it's like. There's eight bags of bone frog coffee in my kitchen, and I feel good. We signed up for the subscription plan to get 5% off. Oh, by the way, someone said to me the other day, um, so it's cool. You got a podcast, you get your coffee for free. I don't get bone frog for free. I pay for my bone frog coffee. In fact, I'll tell you this, we paid for a, our soda weight loss program. I'm not in this stuff for get free stuff. You know, that's, I, I buy it. <laughs> and it's worth it to me. So yeah, there's eight bags of it. This morning I went with the dark roast. Now let me tell you a little thing I learned about the dark roast from bone frog coffee. And this is going to sound crazy to my friends who are non-vegan. I'm not vegan. I just, in fact, got through eating a bunch of halibut. There's some vegan almond milk you could put in this stuff. Oh, it's like a dessert. That's like, I have been a quarter cup. It's like half of a quarter of a cup. What is that? An eighth of a cup? It's like drinking a dessert. It's like drinking a dessert pie. And by the way, it's not sweetened almond milk. And yeah, I know it's almond milk. But the coffee is beans. Nuts are nuts. So the eight bags does this. It allows me when someone comes to my home to give them an opportunity to try any of the other roasts. And what I'm so thankful for, in addition to God, country, and team, and that Tim Cruikshank there puts an effort into hiring veterans, into selecting businesses they work with, vendors and partners who are also veteran-owned. I'm thankful that he never took his eye off the ball. It's well and good to have a great story, and Bonefrog Coffee is a great story, particularly as that other coffee company run by veterans ran away from the second amendment and Tim's not running away from God country team. I love that he made the focus, the product, and in fact recruited a legend in the coffee business named Dave Stewart to mentor them and even to make some of the roasts you get. And the only place you get it, you get a 5% lifetime discount to the subscription plan at bonefrog.us. That's bonefrog.us. In these conversations like the one we just overheard or were allowed to overheard because people in D.C. like to tape each other's phone calls. If you if you listen again to this. The other thing I want to bring up, and I'm making some phone calls to some members. Um, I just I just got something sent now about Newsmax, something Matt Gates said, where he's calling people's names out, saying an anti-Trump in this type of uh, atmosphere. Um, and some of the other places. See, what they want to do is they want to merchandise that behind the scenes. It's like when parents say, don't ever let the kids see us fight. No, you're, you're, A, if you're in a marriage and you fight, that's something I hope that you'll prayerfully work out because fighting isn't good. Arguing, discussing, that's natural, but not fighting. Your kids never get to see you resolve things if you don't do that in front of them. They never get to see that, hey, mom and dad can disagree and not get divorced. Here's how mom and dad work through these things. That's really, really vital that kids see that. Those people, McCarthy, Scalise, they think of us as little children who can't handle this. They want to put on this united front. I know that Kevin McCarthy can't stand Matt Gates. I know that he can't stand Marjorie Taylor Greene because they are not backing up his business model. They're screwing up his business. He's got a nice business running. The business is he's the second in line in the house with his dear friend, Nancy. And with Nancy in charge, he goes out and raises money from some companies that he says he'll get. Hey, look, I know Nancy. We'll work this into the bill. Nancy's look, she's good on this. I've been to dinner at Nancy's house. 
So they don't want that in public. If McCarthy was a man of honor, he would stand up in public and say, Matt Gates, you might be breaking the law by saying this stuff. But instead, what they want to do is they want to go behind the scenes and kneecap Gates out of committees and kneecap Gates out of being able to make any decisions or have any power back there. That's the game. That is not representing us. When you are embarrassed of a thing, you hide it. And guess who likes to push things down into the dark? Yep, the enemy. Loves to push people to keep their secrets hidden down deep in the dark. Because when things don't have light brought on them, they don't have disinfectant. You have a a confession to make. You bring it to a, a Christian brother and sister. Watch what happens. Watch. Try it. You got a sin problem? We all do. Take your favorite sin problem and confess it to Christian brothers and sisters who are discipled people. Watch what happens to the sin problem. I, I, nine times out of 10, God takes it away because the secret's gone. So if the enemy goes, no, 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 don't tell. They'll judge you. Well, maybe. But if they're good, discipled Christian brothers and sisters, then they won't. They'll say to you, yeah, me too. But in the swamp of D.C., they operate that stuff in the dark. That's how we can see pictures of, what was it, uh, Paul Ryan or Eric Cantor with his finger jammed into the chest of a female lawmaker with an angry face. That's not to get out. they, They want it behind closed doors. It's a mirage. We need to bring the mirage out front with primarying these people, with asking them uncomfortable town hall questions, with never letting the COVID scam go, ever. Never let it go with these people. Now, with Elon Musk stepping up with his investor group to take over Twitter, you would think that maybe somewhere with McCarthy, who's from California, Twitter right now is located in California, albeit not in his district, but Twitter is right next door. No, no, it is. It's actually, well, it's either right next door, like blocks away or right in the district of his dear, dear friend, Nancy Pelosi, who is Kevin McCarthy's, one of Kevin McCarthy's dear friends, dear colleague. You'd think McCarthy might be excited that, hey, maybe there is a chance to have freedom of speech on Twitter, but... He tweeted at Marjorie Green and at Nayroll, I understand it was a black police officer that shot the white female veteran. You know, that doesn't fit the narrative. What? Oh, oh man. This is what we're, we have to confront with this. Can't they take their Twitter accounts away, too? That was McCarthy. Can't they take their Twitter accounts away too? You you see, Kevin, you and I have met. You won't remember, but I have pictures of us and we spent an hour and a half together in a meeting. And you were very kind because I was helping you raise money. That's why you were kind. I can show the pictures. I I should. I should get that picture so you can see. When I tell you I lost 150 pounds, (laughs) well, that would be... Um, yeah, that would be 95 pounds of that still on my body. I'll find it. I'll show it with you. 
See, McCarthy, we watched you hide from Black Lives Matter Incorporated. We watched you not really vigorously defend our cops. Well, Todd, when your enemy is committing suicide, give them more rope. No, Kevin, we're talking about cops' lives. We're talking about all lives matter. We're talking about a verified, for real, actual billion-dollar terrorist group who are buying houses in your state, Kevin. A $6 million home for the organization and $2 million for Patrice Colliers, Kevin. And we watched as you said nothing about that. So, yes, when Ashley Babbitt, who was trying to stop the vandalism, Ashley Babbitt was trying to stop the vandalism. Ashley Babbitt was trying to get the cops to call backup. Her husband believes that in that video of Ashley banging into the window, she was trying to get out of that hallway because she was tiny and was scared of getting crushed because she'd seen other people crushed. We know that she was trying to stop the violence because that's on video and the vandalism because that's on video. We know that she put her body between people who wanted to vandalize the house and the house, this little woman. You didn't stand up to that. You have nothing to say about that because it was, as Gates said, an opportunity. And by the way, two things can be true at once. There were people on Jan 6th, conservatives who did bad things. Breaking windows on the house is a bad thing. You should go to jail for that. Unless you're trying to escape for your life. And two things can be true at once. Not everyone there was doing that. Not even 5% of the people there were doing that. Not even 4% or 2%. Not even 1%. All these things can be true at once. So when you are now saying ban them from Twitter because someone said a black cop shot a white suspect, you never stood up to that garbage. You never stood up to that rhetoric, Kevin. You never, during George Floyd, stood up to this and said, hey, can we just remember something here? Um, he was a lifetime criminal who held a gun at the, the, the belly of a pregnant woman. And Kevin, you can say, I'm really disgusted by what I watched on video, but I want to remind someone, some people of things. George Floyd participated in his own death. And I want to remind some people of other things. He's not a hero. I want to remind some people of other things. Most cops never do this. But you didn't because it's a cowardly act. No, it's not. You didn't because a business model, Kevin. So we must never, ever, ever forget what they push behind closed doors because we're kids who can't handle it. I think I'm on one today. Do I sound like I'm on one? That's what we say in our family when someone is being agitated or acting in an agitated way. It's on one. Like I'm on one. This is really easy. It's not every day that there is a no-brainer opportunity. <laughs> and this is significant no-brainer opportunity. I'll ask you a question. If I could introduce you to a family-owned national mortgage bank, family-owned, man and wife own it, have for 20 years. And if I could say to you, hey, with a quick phone call or visit to the website, you can get a free mortgage review to figure out if you should refinance now. That's no brighter to me, specifically because this company, American Financing, they don't charge any upfront fees. Not, not a single upfront fee. Also, they have mortgage consultants. They don't have salespeople. 
There's no commissions. No one at American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net, no one has any reason to ever push you into a refinance you don't need. They have no incentive to do that. They're going to get paid the same amount of money whether you take them up on the refinance or you don't. This is a company, American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net, remember the .net, with whom you can save a thousand bucks a month. That's happening and it's happening on a consistent basis. Think of what you could do with that. You could pay off debt, fund a home renovation. You could bankroll the money. You could save the money. You could use it for college, for your kids, your grandkids. So you talk to a salary-based expert. It's that, it's that easy. And they have, and, and if you decide to refinance with them, they'll get it done the right way. How do I know this? Because they have night and weekend hours. They don't just shut down at five o'clock. Yes, it's a national mortgage bank, but it's family owned. They know other people with families get busy. They're A plus with the Better Business Bureau. They've got gorgeous, almost 7,000 Google reviews and they are stellar. You're set to get in touch with them. Just call 866-887-2275. That's 866-887-2275 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLS Now, if the Republicans get the wave and they probably are going to get the wave, it's not going to be because of them. It's going to be because of parents and specifically, and in many cases, because of moms. And MSNBC knows this. This is hilarious. I'm going to bring my wife on later this week to talk about moms and schools. And she, she's a teacher. I want to talk with her about what she thinks we should do with teachers and with the reality of what teachers have become and what they're being told to become. So let me get, oh, you know what? I didn't, I forgot this, this Republican AG thing. Let me just make quick mention of this. My apologies. This is from the free beacon. Just keeping up with the theme, then we'll shift gears here. The Free Beacon looked into this group called the um, Attorney General's Association. Here's just the quick bullet points on this. For some reason, Republican attorneys general think it's a good idea to work with Democrat attorneys general. For some reason. Even though the attorney generals who are Democrats are radical leftists and their staffs are worse, they have this association and they go shake down companies. They get together as a bunch of state AGs. They shake down companies. And then somehow they've figured out a way to pretend it's legal to fund their group through lawsuits undertaken by their offices, as shady as it could be, because they get to hire people and staff. And this is a place to go after they retire. It's a shady scam is what it is. Now, a guy named uh, Doug Peterson, he's a uh, professional Republican from Nebraska who is really, really well-liked and respected by the shiny shoes, is apparently going to take over this organization, but not for long. He's about to retire, and he's not a firebrand. Doug is remarkably well-liked personally, said a senior official in the Republican AG office, but no one seriously considers Doug to be a conservative firebrand who could reform a left-leaning organization, especially as he enters the beginning of his retirement. Right, so who's going to end up running it? The AG from uh, Vermont. <laughs> TJ Donovan, a Democrat, is going to end up running this. Do you need any more proof that these guys are not in the battle that they consider it a good idea to work with? Democrat AGs in building a scam shakedown organization. Un, un, unthinkable for us as activists. So 
the MSNBC people are aware that moms are getting involved in politics. And so now they are turning their victims into people who are going to start calling moms. <laughs> they're going to start calling moms domestic terrorists if they go to yoga. Now, the domestic terror thing, that's old. They started that with the school board stuff. But now that we have a thought czar, that is this lady who pretends to run or pretends to know what truth is, Nina Jankowitz, we talked about her this week. I'm obsessed with this position. We need to fight the, this is a, this is a battle you, you simply can't lose. We can't allow ourselves to ever give into this being normal ever. Jen Psaki was asked about Nina Jankowitz. Um, she's an expert on online disinformation. She was formerly in the Wilson Center's disinformation. She was formerly a disinformation fellow at the Wilson Center. She's testified before Congress as well as the United Kingdom and European Parliament, advised a Ukrainian foreign minister, particularly relevant in this moment, under the auspices of a Fulbright Public Policy Fellowship. All the things you would expect from a leftist who specializes in appeal to authority and keep in mind with those credentials Nina Jankowicz pretended that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian propaganda with those credentials but yes 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 let's bring her on to be the czar of thought this is key I promise it's going to sound like why do you care that she does yoga why do you care Herman that Nina Jankowitz does yoga one of my uh, my other goals is eventually to get my yoga teacher certification um, I think this is a long way down the road because I feel like I still have a lot to learn in, as a yoga student but that is somewhere in the future I would say within the next five years maybe even three years I will go down that road because I just feel the need to share my love of yoga with the world well thank you so much and she just pan just just panders to the camera it's gross look at me love me want me think i'm famous give me power want me desire me it's gross so why did i mention yoga <laughs> msnbc says it's in yoga parlors and studios where the extreme right is recruiting mothers in yoga and cooking classes we're in there recruiting mothers this article contends it's about moms being made extremists it's about they're suggesting school boards all the old play but you know what they feature in the article you remember Ashley Babbitt, right? The woman who was portrayed by Trump and right-wing media as a martyr after she was shot and killed by a police officer on January the 6th. A warning that the video I'm about to show you is disturbing because the fact is Babbitt was trying to force her way into the Capitol as the United States seat of government was under attack. Now, of course, they show that. They don't show the shooting. They go on to name some other mothers. One of them who apparently used a battering ram to break down the windows, and that's a bad thing, and you shouldn't do that. Another one who said, I'm here to find Nancy Pelosi and shoot her in the head. That's a bad thing, and you shouldn't do that. I have no problem with them facing legal consequences for those things. What I have a problem with is him pretending that Ashley Babbitt wasn't a martyr. Not necessarily a martyr, because that word means things, but she was trying to stop the violence. So why the yoga stuff? <laughs> The article centers on yoga and exercise and healthy eating as a way to make people extremists. They focus on this 
this way. Themes about the need to protect children are especially powerful in drawing women into extreme and even violent action, as illustrated by the rise of conspiracy theories and propaganda that mobilizes members around the themes of child exploitation and protection. Some women have been drawn into QAnon through relatively banal entry points like wellness blogs and yoga studios, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. In these spaces, healthy skepticism of traditional medicine and a propensity for alternate models of wellness can create inadvertent gateways to entire rabbit holes of conspiracy theories and disinformation, much of which calls women to protect, calls on women to protect children. Um, people who care about their health often read labels. They exercise to protect their health. They make sure their kids are active. And when a psychopath like Tony Fauci and a figurehead like Joe Biden and a very strange, perhaps psychopathic Bill Gates comes along and says, you must mask your kids, but we won't wear masks. You must lock down your kids, but we won't lock down. You must shoot your kids up with MRNA trash that cannot possibly benefit them, but can harm and even kill them. That's not being radicalized. It's not even being recruited. What happens is moms say, what? I thought the Democrats were the my body, my choice thing. I thought the Democrats cared about my kids. So even in this case, MSNBC, it's not the right wing that's recruiting women out of yoga studios. It's you. Moms never stop being moms. My mom is not proud of this fact, but it is a fact. She had a second marriage to a guy who was an alcoholic and a very bad man who did bad things to women. And I was, <laughs> I believe, let's see. Yeah, Matthew was visiting me. So I was a senior in high school. I had been a football team captain, a wrestling team captain. I had a pretty good ability to wrestle. I was at, a, you know, that ridiculous 18-year-old strength that never comes back. I had that. And this guy, John, my mom's second husband, was a skinny smoker who might have weighed 150 pounds, who was decrepit, no physical threat to me whatsoever. And he made it his business one day to push me against the wall. And my mom is deeply not proud of this. And with no effort, no sweat, no effort, no thought, I whipped him around to the wall and said, Jack, never touch me again. Did I say John earlier? I'm sorry, it's Jack. Jack, never touch me again. My mom came screaming out of the back end of the house. She ran across the house and she slapped him silly. You will never touch my boy. You will never touch my children. Don't you ever touch my child. I had to back her off. Mom, got it. Get out of this house. 
And I talked to my mom after she calmed down and said, you know, I could pick Jack up over my head and throw him about 15 feet. She said, he will never touch my child because they're always our babies, aren't they? This is the Todd Herman Show. We so appreciate your support. You can share the show with the share button on your app. Send it to your friends that way or send them to the website, thetoddhermanshow.com. Now, please do go be well, be strong, be kind, and let's be thankful for our Father God in heaven who will never turn away from us.